Hi, everyone. My name is Christopher Bruce. I'm a divorce lawyer in the South Florida area with the Bruce Law Firm. And today I'm excited to have Marlise Testa um, on the show. She's a licensed mental health counselor in the Boca Raton area. Uh, she also sees clients who are um, in the state of uh, Florida uh, through the um, telehealth type um, format. And today what we're going to be talking about is something I think that's just often overlooked in the divorce process, and that's how to date after divorce. And we're going to be focusing on, you know, specifically women and, and how women can date after the divorce. But Marlise is really, um, she works with both men and women on this issue. She's got an awesome book, So uh, Your Luggage um, When Dating, that kind of involves this, this whole process. So um, welcome, uh, Marlise, and, um, you know, maybe give everybody a little bit of a background about yourself before we get into it here. Great. Thank you, Chris, for the introduction and having me on today. It's very great to be part of this with you. And um, I am, yes, my name is Marlise Testa. I'm excited about my new book that was just public, published and released in November. And a little background about me is that I am a 20-year licensed psychotherapist in Boca. I do work with people within the state. So anywhere within the state, I could video you with you, I can help you out. I have a background in um, numerous of, of things. I've worked in a college campus. I was a college professor doing uh, teaching intro to psychology. But more recently, I am um, also an integrative mental health counselor. So I work with people on supplements and nutrition and exercise in lieu of medications. And I am, there is no real like certification yet for um, narcissistic abuse, but I do work with both men and women coming out of narcissistic relationships and have had all the trainings and read all the books to help facilitate that for people, which is really important. And um, I'm really excited to be on today to talk about how I can help everybody find the healthy love that they want. Well, and it's, um, that's why I'm really excited to have you because when we first met, you know, we were um, talking about, I have, I have my book of my own and a lot of my law practice um, and in my, um, my college, we focus on helping people and um, in those abusive relationships when, you know, they're married to a narcissist or someone um, who has those types of qualities. And it's a, a hard relationship to, leave. And I think there's so much focus out there on how do you build up, you know, the, the ability to, to have the guts to get out of one of those difficult relationships and, and how do you navigate the process. But where I feel some of the stuff, at least maybe in the law field, um, where it leaves off is, okay, it's, it's, it's over. What next? How do you, um, how do you, when you're, you're ready, um, how, how do you find love? What's, what's the way to go about it? So that's um, really what really interested me in, in having um, this talk. And I guess my first question, when, you know, say, say it's a, a female that's been in one of these tough relationships, the dust is settled, the, the divorce is, is over. Hopefully they're now experiencing, you know, that, that peace, um, you know, that, that many of them were, were after. Um, and they're starting to get the point of, okay, um, maybe I want to start dating. I mean, when it comes to that type of person, um, you know, should they just put themselves out there and then start dating or are there things they should think about first? I mean, how, how do you do that? 
Right. And there's a, and there's a lot that you just said there. So, I mean, first of all, I mean, it's yeah. great that these people are it's able like a to longest out. question. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the abuse, sometimes it takes people like, you know, three to seven times to get out of those relationships. So good for them yeah. for even getting to the end there where they have gotten to the situation where they've gotten out, they've gotten divorced and they found peace. So that's great. Um, they say that the average, what do they say? Like when you have, when you're married for so many years, it's half the time to get over that relationship. So let's say you were getting out of a 17 year marriage. Half of 17 is what? <laughs> I'm not <Yeah>. mathematical. <laughs> so eight and a half, that's, I think. Right. But yeah, that's a let's long say, time. So ultimately it would take that long for an average person without going to therapy because people, people like to avoid the painful feeling. So, and people don't want to have to deal with the, the feeling of that void. So this is where it gets complicated. And this is where I think society has kind of like dropped the ball. And I don't think anyone really taught the generation because our parents and their parents were married when they were young and they were married forever. So no one was really telling anyone what to do because no one was really having multiple relationships and marriages like we do. So what happens is that people just go, when they get out of one relationship, they jump into another one because they don't want to feel bad and they don't want that ucky feeling and they don't want to feel the void and they don't want to feel the pain, but that's exactly the wrong thing to do. So basically one of the things about life is that we only as human beings learn from a negative event. We only learn from negative experience and those negative experiences teach us, like if you put your finger like you know on the oven ow don't put your finger on the oven I mean that's really basic but <laughs> but we're supposed to understand the feelings that we have and why we have them and what happened to us and I think that 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 magical moment of divorce and breakup when you have that I think first of all it's really important to really reach out to your support system so like when that's happening to have your family and your friends and to to, it would be really helpful to find a therapist because it would help you process everything so much faster because then you're not avoiding, you're dealing with it, you're facing everything head on. And then that means that your recovery, the years that you have to heal are going to go quicker. So you're going to be ready in a shorter amount of time because you've actually processed it, processed it, dealt with it, faced it head on. And now you know exactly where you are and what you want, where if you're just out there kind of doing it on your own, it could take a very long time because people then just jump back into the saddle. They start dating and they find the same, they rinse and repeat and they find the same relationship over and over and over again because they don't know really what they did wrong because they haven't really taken the time to figure out what that relationship taught them. What were they, what was their fault in the relationship? What was the other person's fault? Was it a healthy relationship? Was it not healthy? What was my childhood? What did, what went into finding this relationship? What am I missing? Do I know who I am? Do I have a self-esteem? Am I codependent? Like all those really big questions that we just don't know, right? So when it comes to, I guess, um, healing from, you know, the, the past relationship and it doesn't, you know, we, I, I think you and I both deal with a lot of people who have been in, you know, just a, you know, abusive relationship really to some degree, at least on an, an emotional, um, you know, spectrum. But you know, for for anybody, I guess this could apply. What what's the the best way to heal from, you know, that that previous relationship, but um, also still being able to effectively date and, and put yourselves out there for, you know, what might be in your future. Okay. So, I mean, and this is, once again, this gets tricky too. So 
and, and a lot of my clients don't like hearing this from me from the beginning and they really resist me and they do it and then they find out that they were wrong and then they stop. But ultimately, I think you need to heal before you date. So ideally, like, you know, I look at it like a plate. You know, if you're, when you're in a marriage or relationship, you have this whole plate that you're holding and you know who you are and what you're in. And then you get divorced, you break up and the plate smashed all over the floor and you have to rebuild your life. And you can't really rebuild your life by giving, you know, by giving it to someone else. Like when you decide you're going to be in a relationship, you're deciding that you're giving a person a piece of you, right? So you're devoting mm -hmm. and you're creating, um, you're creating an investment in someone, but you're not ready for that. So your heart's healing. So you really need to start figuring out who you are and what you want. So like in the beginning of my book, I have in my book, so stow your luggage when dating, it takes you on a dating journey. And it starts at that pinnacle time of basically breakup, divorce, of where you're basically lost because you are, because half of your identity was with the person you were with. And now you're starting all over again. You're rebuilding yourself. So you have to rebuild your self-esteem. You have to rebuild your confidence. You have to re, you know, re establish the relationships you had with your friends and your family, figure out what your hobbies are and your interests, because your happiness is 100% on your, on your, from yourself. And if you don't know how to make yourself happy, nobody else is. Nobody jumps in your life and says, well, I'm here to make you happy. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. a lot of responsibility for somebody. So ultimately that healing process is, is trying to figure out who you are again, what makes you happy. And once you figure out all those things and, you're, and you start to, your pain starts to subside and you start to realize what relationship you were in and how and what you want moving forward, then you get the clarity of being able to, to say, wait, maybe I'm ready for a relationship because you have those ducks in a row. And I talk about that in the book and I even give you insights on um, things to fill out as far as childhood and adult like triggers and things that have happened in your past because we don't wanna bring old relationships into new relationships. We want to, we want to sort through that and we wanna kind of like leave it behind because it doesn't belong in a new relationship, especially if it's a healthy relationship you want. I mean, obviously at some point further down the relationship, you might talk about some past together, but ultimately you don't want to be bringing all that in. It's creating damage in the new relationship. So I think that people need to know that when you have a breakup or a divorce that time and patience is at the essence before you could get back on your feet and start dating. I didn't, um, and I, I guess that could kind of go along with the title of the book, um, Stow Your Luggage. And I think that's um, probably a big part of that. Um, so when it comes to, um, okay, um, I, I think I'm ready to date. Should people be thinking about things like, okay, what are, what's the type of person that might make me happy? Do you recommend people, um, you know, go through anything like that? Try to think about the type of person they're looking for, or should they just, um, you know, instead be, trying to meet different types of people and, and, you know, see what type of person's making them happy. I think it's a, it's a mix. I mean, I always tell people that they should have an idea. Like there's like in my book, there mm -hmm. it says um, one to 10, like what are the 10 things that you're looking for? And then I tell you to circle the five non-negotiables. So the things that you must have. And I find that generally they're, they're remotely the same, but people never did that. See what happens is that people, 
people, unfortunately, in our society have sex way too fast and they pick things that they, then once you have sex and then you're involved, then they don't really look for the qualities. They're just like, oh, well, it's already fun and we're already having sex and it's great. And they're not realizing that those are not the components to a long lasting love relationship. So I tell people that at the beginning, you have to try to find those things like, you know, have somebody court you date for like a month or two, like, you know, well, actually I say like six weeks to like three months before you start integrating mm-hmm. intimacy, um, you know, see if they could communicate, see what a conflict looks like, see how they handle things, meet their family, meet their friends, see what they're like, have those, you know, put them, try them on in all different facets of your life and see if they fit before you start putting yourself in a position where you're like, oh, now it's too late because now, you know, you're blinded by, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're blinded by the whole, the chemistry. So there's just so many things to know. Like you want to be able to like know how to set boundaries and setting boundaries with somebody at the beginning of a relationship is easier when you're not as intimate or you're still getting to know them and your eyes are opening are open. You know, I always tell people the first year is a year that you learn everything that, you know, that as you, when you're young and you're dating, when you're like in your twenties, like you hang out a lot because you have a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. The walls come down quicker, but when you're in your fifties or your forties and you might have kids or things going on, um, you have less time. You might be dating once a week. So you're not really, it might take like three to six months for those walls to come down. So usually at one year, you know, if this person is somebody that you can continue that you want to continue with. So it could take that long. I mean, I have clients at eight months are like, oh my God, now it's coming. Now I'm seeing the red flags. I'm like, that's a long time. But I guess if you're only seeing each other for a minimal amount, it would take longer. So um, so basically being able to like set the boundaries, know the boundaries, work on the conflict. You know, I always tell people like to, to take their time with um, falling. I mean, you want, you want to use your head before your heart in a relationship. You want to be able to see the red flags and think about what's happening and not just go off emotion. You know, emotions are great for later, but not at the beginning. So like in my book, I wrote, um, what did I wear your armor? So like go out and wear your yeah. armor. Be one of those, you know, I have friends or clients that come in all the time. Oh my God, I'm in love. And I'm like, oh, great. So like, tell me about it. Well, I met him once and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, we need to cage your heart. I'm like, you need to put that away and leave that at home when you go on a date. So um, you, you can't rush, you know. Um, you also have to have fun with it. I think that people get very rigid, like as they get older and they're not willing to drive as far. They're not willing to have fun. Like people are like, I don't want to play games, but playing games are fun. Like, so people are looking at the games. I mean, obviously you don't want to be with a player who's going to use you, but you want to be, but you want to have a fun dynamic with someone because that's what's going to create. If you don't have that beginning, you're never going to have it. Right. This might sound a little interesting, but um, you know, when it comes to, you know, when um, people start um, dating um, and reading through your book, um, you know, I, I read something about pretzels and rabbit holes and a couple of the concepts that kind of, you know, go along with that. Can you, can you t- touch on those topics for a little bit? Because to me, they seemed important for people to be thinking about, um, you know, as they, you know, go through the, the recovery that you, you've talked about, which I think is super important. Basically, don't, don't repeat the cycle, please. You know, you work so hard 
to get out of it. But but there does come a certain point of like, all right, let's 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 do this. And there's I think some some important concepts that that you write about that people should be thinking about as they're they're you know starting to date again. Um, and right. I. I I saw pretzels and rabbit holes and I was like, that's easy stuff to remember. So maybe, maybe you can talk about right, some of those right, concepts. Definitely. Well, I mean, so there is, there is a, the pretzels kind of what I was just talking about, which is where people just, I think the older we get, the more anxious we get and the more anxious we get, the mm -hmm. more um, rigid we get. And I think people are less likely to do fun things and to go travel as far. People like to stay in their little circle and people, you know, if, if you were 20 years old and somebody said, hey, let's meet in Miami and go to the crab house or whatever, you'd like, yeah, I'll be right there. And like, you know, we'll be right there. But like, as you get older, people are like, I don't want to go all the way to Miami, but like, so what? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and like, and it might not necessarily be Miami, but I mean, it's being able to be more open to experience new adventures when you're dating, like dating is supposed to be a fun thing. It's not supposed to be something that is a chore. It's supposed to be, you know, you're meeting new people, you're getting out there doing new experiences. So you have to keep in mind that you have to be flexible, that if you're ready to put someone if you're ready, if you're healed and you're ready to date, that means you're ready to invest. It means that you're ready to put yourself out there. You put your heart on the table and that you're ready to maybe get hurt, which means that you're ready to open up and give somebody part of you. And if you're not ready to give them part of you, then you're not ready. And then you shouldn't be dating. The other thing that I talked about was anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. But the rabbit hole is that, you know, in, in a nutshell, like, you know, there's all these different things they have now on like TikTok and Instagram. They, they talk about stuff like um, rejection is redirection. And, and um, you know, not everybody in the world is going to like you. I mean, we definitely have, I mean, if you talk about the, the, the scientificness of like pheromones, like if you want to get really, you know, like people, people's like pheromones attract each other. Like, you know, there's so many levels of attraction and there's going to be so many people that don't have that. And just because somebody isn't feeling the same way you are, doesn't mean that you're not worthy or that you're not enough or that, you know, that you're going to be alone forever and you're never going to find anybody. <laughs> it, it just means yeah. that it just means that that person is not for you. And thank God you figured it out early. And these things are good because it's how you find your person. You don't just go out date and find your person like that. It might take 80 dates, you know, I mean, you just, you don't know, it's a numbers game and that's why it has to be fun. And that's why I talk about the dating breaks because you could date and then you should like, after you date, like I always say, date multiple people, go on multiple dates. And then if nothing happens, I mean, it could be a lot. So then maybe you take a month off, go back to your mm -hmm. hobbies, go back to your girlfriends, go back to whatever you're doing. And then, all right, I'm ready to date again, ready to put the energy in again. So then go back and date, you know, a bunch of other people. And then, so it's just, um, knowing that it's okay if you don't find anybody and it's okay that, you know, that you're, you're not going to click or they're not going to click and not to take it personal, not to get that upset about it. And just to get back up, just like anything else we do, you know, success means we fall several times before we find what we're looking for or, or what we want to achieve, right? Like in business or anything, we have to have some falling, right? Well, that makes a lot of sense. And 
Um, you know, I guess one question I thought of as we're, we're going through this, and maybe this was not in the script, so um, we'll see where it goes, but, you know, some, some of the clients have, you know, actually asked, asked, you know, us, like, okay, you know, I'm starting to date, like, where do I even go to meet people in, in this day and age? And I don't know if you have any advice on that for, I think kind of some of our clients are, you know, in the same age demographic, the 40 to 60, ish you know, area um, of um, the age groups. Do you have any advice on, on that, how to, how to find, absolutely. you know, maybe people to date in a healthy way? Yeah, absolutely. So I always say every door and every window, like once you're ready, like <laughs> let everybody know, like yeah. let, you know, people at work know, let your friends know, let your family know I'm ready. And like, basically just do everything. It's kind of like, you know, you never know what's going to stick. I mean, the single people are everywhere. So you, you can go online and try on and try online dating, you know, but once again, that, you know, like anything else, you, it, it's all about assessment. I talk about that a lot in my book about how to learn, how to assess healthy people versus unhealthy, available versus unavailable people. Um, you could go out and join a group. You can go, um, go to a gym. You could go to parties. You could go to neighborhood parties. You could go with girlfriends, wherever, I mean, like anywhere you'll meet people, you could go out to happy hours. You could go to um, charity events. You can do, I mean, every weekend, you know, now that thank God COVID is over <laughs> every weekend you can <laughs> through, and there's like hundreds of activities like walkathons or, you know, or car shows or, you know, I mean, we live in Florida. There's a million things actually in one weekend, there could be like seven main events. So as long as you stay active and, and put yourself out there, you're going to meet lots of people. But there's a lot of ways in our society now with the internet and the technology that you can meet people more. So I would take advantage of everything. There's even like matchmakers in Boca. There's tons of matchmakers that are out there um, matchmaking. And I think a lot of the women are very low cost or free because the men pay. <laughs> so that is always helpful um so there there are there are lots and lots of ways to meet people it's really about where you're at and are you ready and i always press that you have to really make sure you're ready because if you put yourself out there and you're not ready you know hurt people hurt people and when you're hurt and vulnerable you will get hurt so and that's what I find when my clients say to me, oh, no, I got this. And they go out and date and then they end up in my office crying and heartbroken all over again. It's because they're not, you know, they're not realizing that when you're hurt, dating isn't really the best thing for you. And, and well, say, say somebody's followed your, your advice and they, they've really prepared themselves to get out there, start dating actually have some fun doing it, um, you know, in, in, in a healthy way. And um, then they find somebody that maybe they think um, they really should um, consider getting serious with. And I think you touched on it a little bit earlier, but do you have any special tips yes. for, for somebody, maybe especially when they've been in a difficult relationship before and, and they look to, to really become um, serious with one person? Right. So, yeah, definitely. Um, well, I always say go slow, <laughs> go slow, be patient, take your time, 
So that's like my huge thing is like, go slow, go slow, go slow, because the slower you go, the big, the more your eyes are open and the more you see everything, because you really want to see what's happening because, um, there is those fears. The shoe is going to drop for people who've come out of a, of a, of a hard relationship in the past, they get nervous, but um, that's where the slow comes in. And that's where the really good community, open communication with the other person is not that you should be saying to them, Oh my God, is the shoe going to drop? <laughs> You're going to scare them away. But I mean, for <laughs> you to know that, you know, that at the, at, when you're in a, in a healthy relationship and you meet somebody and you're communicating and you're going slow, you're going to find it calming and easy that you're really not going to find that you're having triggers or different things that are making you, your alert go up. Um, so if you're in a situation where you're dating somebody and you want to take it seriously and you're having triggers, it's because there's something wrong. So then, then you should be looking at that. But ultimately go slow, keep your eyes open. Try to, like I said before, put, put, try these, try this new person on in every venue, have other people meet them, have their eyes on them, have other people tell you what you, what they see, because that might be helpful Mm -hmm. Uh, because people might see things that you don't see because we never see outside of our own little bubble. Um, And then look for that, you know, feel that feeling. Like, I think that people forget that our body will tell us a really a healthy relationship quickly, like what's healthy and not healthy. If you're calm, if you're in a calm, healthy relationship, things are going to feel calm and they're going to seem a little easier. I mean, nothing's easy, but they're going to feel like it's easy to talk to that person and it's easy to communicate. It's easy to set up activities and it's easier to do those things because it, it's just, it feels comfortable and safe, which is the good word safe. Where if you're with somebody who might have red flags or might have issues, it will be more complicated. It will feel not as safe and not as calm and not as easy. It will feel like there's a challenge and you might feel your body having anxiety or having other things. And that's really important to listen to when you start a new relationship, because we do have a habit, especially if you don't go to therapy, to rinse and repeat subconsciously. And I, I guess as you bring up um, therapy um, connected with all of this, I mean, how um, how does working with a therapist, somebody like your yourself, maybe even you, how how does that help somebody as they're going through the you know exiting the relationship and um, you know maybe being on that journey, um, so to speak, of of finding um, love again? How, how's a therapist helping this process? Oh. <laughs> no, it's the best thing you could ever do because we become your instant support system. So not only are we are we there for you when you're processing the grief and rebuilding and helping you rebuild, you know, we're educating you, we're teaching you what healthy looks like versus unhealthy. Um, when you go out there and you start dating, we, we can ha- actually coach you through what good, you know, communication styles, you know, how, what to look for, what are those feelings that you're having process all of that with you. Um, Plus at the same time, when you're in the healing part, we can help you go through maybe some of the childhood stuff that you might have that created you to be in the relationship that you were in the first place that we could then work with you so that we can, um, you know, heal from all of that so that you can then find that healthy relationship. And that's, that's really kind of like where the gold is at, because, you know, we're going to keep going out there 
and we're going to keep, you know, trying to, to fix those wounds that we have either from childhood or past relationships until those are healed. And once those are healed, it's amazing how quickly you will see and you will be in healthier relationships. So I think it's a lot of ideal. I mean, we tell our clients, I mean, even if they've never done um, therapy before, think of it, even it's way more than coaching, but we, we tell them, look, I mean, this person can help you get the result quicker instead of hanging out, you know, um, at the Barnes and Noble and reading all the books and trying to figure it out yourself. Deal with an expert on this so you can, you know, get to the point faster and it could be the best investment that you've ever made in yourself. And absolutely, um, I guess for those, for the people that are listening to this and they're like, oh, this, this Marlise kind of seems to know what she's talking about or they're identifying with, um, you know, this, this journey that we're talking about, um, you know, maybe just speak for a minute about your practice, um, who you help, how to get in touch with you so that, um, you know, people can um, take the next step. Right, right, great. So yeah, I have a, I have a private practice in Boca Raton. It's called Testa Counseling, where I do see people in my office. And I also have video times as well, where I could see people, you know, all over Florida. Um, I also work at another practice called Boca Behavioral Health, which is nice because they take a lot of insurance, which I don't take. So if you can't see me at mine, then there sometimes there are slots there to see me and there are a wonderful office as well. And um, basically, you know, what you're saying is 100% right is that, you know, coming to it, you could go pick up a book, all these books, and there's a lot of amazing books. I've read probably all of them. <laughs> and what I do is um, I still will probably make you read those books, but I go through them with you. And I want you, you know, I, I, I'm not like a therapist that's going to keep you. I know people think, oh, you're in therapy, you're in therapy forever, and you're laying on a couch. You know, I, I don't want you with me forever. Like, I want you to get the tools. I want you to heal. I want you out there. I want you happy. So I'm going to create that for you in a way that we can get you to your final goal, goal based on your motivation and on your desires. So if you're motivated to do the work and you want to get back out there and you want, you're going to, it's going to be faster for you than somebody who maybe be, who's slower or not doing the work, but it really is ideal. And, um, I think that no one should really have to go through a lot of that alone. And you're going to see the big difference it makes, you know, to learn why, you know, cause we're people of why, why we were doing what we were doing. And it will be amazing to learn for yourself. I, I must tell you that one of the best things I love about working with people, not only, you know, changing everyone's lives and making them better, but is I love when they're in my office at the end, it's priceless. And they're like, I am the best version of myself than I've ever been in my life. And I don't think I really have anyone leave my office without telling me that because that's priceless. That's amazing. I mean, that ultimately that's the person you want to be. So, you know, how are you going to get there? We don't know how to get there without help. I mean, everything in our life, you know, we learned how to walk for our parents. We learned how to read and you know whatever by going to school we learned you learned how to be a lawyer by going to law school I mean there's no way that you're going to learn how to be a healthy person and get out there and find a healthy relationship to unless you go out there and find somebody who helps you facilitate those things so you should call me and I can help you do that <laughs> <laughs> when I um 
And again, I mean, we were talking about um, a lot of this involves the topics that are in uh, your book, Stow Your Luggage While Dating. Um, and I think you were telling me you might have a special giveaway related to that. I do. So in my, on my website, stowyourluggagewhendating.com, at the very bottom of the page, it says, um, I wrote it down, it says, get in touch. And if you hit that get in touch button, it will take you to an email. And you write on there that you heard me on Chris's podcast for Bruce Law, and I will give the first five people a free book. That's pretty awesome. I think everybody should take advantage of that. And, um, you know, um, again, my name is Christopher Bruce. I've been here with uh, Marlise Testa. She's um, a licensed mental health counselor in the Boca Raton area. And um, Marlise, just uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of um, your life, your your practice to sit here with me and um, give all this valuable information. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I appreciate you having me on. And I think that this would be such a beneficial tool for everybody getting out of a divorce. Absolutely. So send them my way.